0: Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, January 9, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, let's go back to last week. We were talking about the market getting up into the convergence of moving averages. Into that 389, 390 area, they spiked through it today and had what we call in the trading parlots a gap and crap. So let's first discuss what's jumping off the page on the daily chart. What did they actually do and how do we interpret the information? First, they got up into the zone we discussed. So they did that. That's step one. The question is, is that all they're going to do, and are they going to have another sell-off from here, or will they push higher? Remember, even if they do push higher, it's still a bounce in a downtrend. It was always a bounce in a downtrend, nothing more, nothing less, until or unless they can start closing above certain stuff that they're nowhere near at present. We talked about the higher-low scenario. There's your October low. We had another sell off a higher low and yet another higher low. So they're holding the higher low at present. We also took a look at something else last week. This is a weekly chart. They're holding this trend line at present. They are making a bearish kind of wedgish thing going on. It's a little bit steep, but it's a trend line nonetheless. As is the one on top. And therefore, the market is in what's called a triangle formation. And it's simple. Here's the way this one works when they get to the end of the point of the triangle, they're going to have to break either up or down one way or the other. They could do it before they get to the end, but certainly when you see these type of pattern formations, the odds favor breaking up or down, getting to the end of the point of that triangle. All right, let's see what else we have on the daily chart that might be jumping off the page. We talked about this one a few times. They came down to make a test, spike through, run a test, however you want to look at it, of the 50% retracement. It's the Fibonacci retracement from the October low to the recent high The pullback has been a little more than 50%. They never got to the 618, and now they're bouncing. So a couple of things on that. If they flush down lower, the 618 isn't the same as it would have been had they hit it down here when they came close, and therefore we would have to look lower. We're not going to worry about that too much at present today. But if they're down there from an intraday basis inside the number members' will certainly have a beat on that information. What else happened today? Well, they started climbing up a big breakdown candle right here. So they didn't get to the top of that candle. The top is actually at 395.25. And today's high, while they didn't get to the top, they made an attempt. The high was 393.70. In the big scheme of things, they were trying to run a test up the big breakdown candle, they were summarily rejected and even finished in the red for the day, closing below Friday's closing price. Now, let's take a look at this. There's more stuff on this chart. You have to get out your sticky notes, write this stuff down, because while all charts act and react the same way, you find different things occurring on different charts. You have to be able to identify them. So here's another thing of interest. This is on the, the market's not going to fall apart side of the ledger. Not right now, anyway. Friday's squeeze operation was accompanied by pretty decent volume. If you look down here at the bottom, the volume on Friday was over 104 million shares. Today, the volume was significantly less, more than like 25% less today, of that total volume from Friday on the sell-off. So... We had more volume on the up candle on Friday than we did on today's down candle after making an attempt to climb the recent or the next breakdown candle in the sequence. Now here's something else, and this is one of those things that most traders just may not realize. We were talking about a range of late. So we had the bottom end of the range and we had the top end of the range. And what we said was, If they break out of one or the other, that's going to activate a new thing going on. So they're trying to, or at least today, they attempted to break out of the top end of the range. Now, keep in mind, one day doesn't make a trend. So we can't say, well, they broke out to the top of the range. The market's just going to run higher. One day they can attempt to break out and they can fail right back into the range. That's fine. We'll see what happens on Tuesday. Mind you, it is turnaround Tuesday. But there's something a little more important, a little more granular going on from an intraday perspective today. So let me point something out. From inside the number, members will remember, we kept talking about the same price as the top of the range. Here it is, 387.41. We talked about it in these videos. I talked about it inside the numbers ad nauseum. So now let's demark. 387.41, fair enough. Blowing things up a little bit, here's a five-minute chart. You can see here all the way to the right at the end of the day, they were coming in, they didn't reach yet, 387.41, but they were certainly coming into that zone. You can see they filled a gap over here, but yet 387.41 wasn't hit, and it's an important number. Why is that? Well, let's go over it one more time. It's easier if we use an hourly chart. So here's that place, 387.41. So the market breaks out above it and then does what? Comes back down to run a test of the most recent breakout area. So they came up a few cents short by the end of the day. Maybe they come inside of it tomorrow. Maybe it's support tomorrow. We'll see what happens in the morning where things settle out or where they begin the day in the pre-market session. But this is normal garden variety market behavior until the point in which they would recapture back into that range that they've been in for several trading sessions. So if they bounce off 387.41, they don't touch it, they just go up tomorrow, then they will have run a test or at least made an attempt to come back to run a test of the most recent breakout area. If they start getting below 387.41 and we're using the exact number, then it would put the market inside the range it was in. You'd have a failed breakout attempt for the time being, which would also open the door. You might want to get out your sticky pad for this one for 383 and likely a spike of 383. That should be garden variety of chart support down there right around 383 and we'll give it a give or take. So let's give her a wrap on the daily chart and look at it like this. On the downside 383, if they really spike them lower in the morning, for example, if they're doing it sooner or later 381.75, write that down as well. Those are your southern supports from a near-term perspective. If they should get inside of the former zone. What if they pop them? What happens if you wake up in the morning and the gap in crap is a thing of the past and they're once again trading higher poised for another gap higher open? Where is that spot that they would be heading to? Well, they would be heading, and this is on a good rally. This is not on a five-point gap up. That doesn't count. We're talking about if they're rallying in the vicinity that they were earlier today in the morning, they're going to make an attempt For the 395 and change area, we'll have refined stuff starting at zero dark 30 in the morning. Let's check out what happened inside the numbers today. We're going to run through some of the commentary and then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. Zero dark 30, we've got a little overnight follow through after Friday's rally day. They're right into the moving averages we've been discussing in the videos at night. So I said it 100 times, they finally did the thing. So nobody was surprised when they got to those moving averages. Now, 389.75 is important and is an early bull pivot. What does that mean? That means that it's a pivot, number one, which means that it's overhead resistance. It's important. If price is above, it becomes support. A pivot is a place where A, the bulls are in control if it's over it, and B, the bears would be in control if they're below it. 389.75 was that place. Above opens the door for some higher stuff, like a spike of 391 for starters. Now, we talk about a pivot almost every single day. As long as I can find the pivot, we're going to use a pivot to trade either to or from. If you've been watching these videos or if you're an Inside the Number member, you've seen this over and over and over again. So today... And here's a five-minute chart where right of the vertical is today's activity. 389.75 is the pivot. You could see what happened. The market opened above it. The opening print today was 390.37. They came down. They spiked the pivot a little bit. They went right back up, and that was it for the morning session. They ran a test of the pivot, and then they started going after some of the higher numbers that you've already seen and you will see in the commentary. There's a flip side early in the morning, but we didn't need the flip side early in the morning because they did the other thing. 388 was the bear pivot. So this is interesting in and of itself. So we don't always have this, but today we had two pivots. The bear case really takes over below 388. The bull case takes over above 389.75. In the middle can be somewhat of a chop shop slash no man's land situation. And you can see late in the day, they pretty much fought around 388. So even late in the day, they recognized the importance of that place and they couldn't really get much below without a fight. No, thy numbers. All right, let's see what else we have as the morning gets underway. So now we've refined right before the opening bell, the new early pivot. It's just 389.75, period, full stop. Above, and they'll try for some higher stuff. Below, and they'll try for lower stuff. So now the day's beginning to get underway. If they're going to push higher right away, is there a short on the table? Can a trader short above 391, like up to around 391.50? The answer is yes, as long as they understand it could be a spike higher, but overhead resistance is up there, and there should be a reaction back down in the other direction under normal garden variety conditions. They start as a scalp with potential. Now, just so you can see what happened, they got up to that zone even higher. 391.50 is where this line is. Instead of pulling back, they just ran sideways. But here's what actually happened from a short-term perspective. There's 391, so that was a zone. But look what happened in the first five minutes of the day. The high was 390.84 and they had the sell-off we were looking for back down to the pivot. So we're either trading away from the pivot, or we're going to trade to the pivot. In this case, they didn't really give us a chance to get short. They came back to the pivot, and having missed the pivot in the first five-minute candle. So basically what happened from an intraday perspective, from a trading perspective, they came up short of the pivot right away, They went up and they came up short of the short area right away, and then they did the thing after the fact. It takes some of the allure away from the trade. Now, we had traders that bought the pivot, no doubt about it. Traders in the room bought the pivot, the live room. Other traders from inside the numbers bought the pivot, and they took a ride how much and for how long became traders' choice after they've got some profit in their pocket. But they didn't do the thing in the manner in which I prefer for a Monday morning right out of the gate. So they didn't do it picture perfect. But what you can see is they kind of did it anyway. So they had a run from the pivot. And then you'll see later where they went to, which was supposed to be A, magnetic, and B, overhead resistance. But the manner in which they did it and the time it took them to do it and when they got there kind of prohibited me from taking another short Later in the day, you'll see it as the notes go on. Let's just scroll up and we'll see what some of the other numbers that come out of the woodwork are. For example, 10 o'clock. And by the way, read the notes. Go back to the video to double check the work. Everything's in here. Everything you need as a trader is in here each and every day. At least as best as I can provide the information. If they get above 392 and stay above on candle closes, not just a spike the door is going to crack open for another leg higher, like to 393.75. That's 17 S&P handles away. There's 392, and you can see the overhead resistance there. So if they get above and they start closing candles above, guess what? There's another leg higher. And here's an hourly chart. Check this out. Where were they supposed to go? They were supposed to go up to 393.75, and the high... High of day is 393.70. It's kind of funny how that works. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You got them on both sides. You can see here at 10.30 again, staying above 391.20 on candle closes is the best bull case for a trend day or push higher again later. 393.35 to 393.85 is that next zone which is magnetic and can draw price up. That's exactly what happened. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Now, here's what we also said, for those that wanted to remain bullish as long as price was above X, and we'll talk about X in a moment, then they could have went higher, but if price didn't stay below X, then X marks the spot for lower prices. What was that number? 391.50. The bull case for another push higher later is off the table if they get below 391.50. Now you can see what happened here. Look at the low in this candle. 391.51. No accidents or coincidences. That was the spot. That was an important spot. They bounced off of it, but then once they gave it up, that was it. They never looked back. All charts act and react the same way. So look at it this way. Here's an area where they ate time off the clock, and then they made another push higher. Then they came back to what? From a short-term perspective, run a test of the most recent breakout area. If it holds, they bounce up. It held for a few minutes, a few moments, a little bit of time, maybe a half an hour, even less than that. But once they gave it up, all bets are off. And it pays to know your numbers. Pause the video. Go back to the chart to double check the work. What about stocks on the move? We had four potentials today. And keep in mind, earnings season doesn't start for another week or so. They'll come fast and furious. So for now, they trickle out. We have a few each day. We're lucky to get one. We're lucky to get two before earnings season. So we got one today. We'll take a look at Macy's, KSS, Dix, and Lulu. They didn't hit their numbers. One came close, but all three are off the board. Macy's getting a buzz cut at the open. The number on the board at zero dark 30 was $20 and seven cents. They came into it. They spiked it by a few pennies. The low was 20 bucks on the button. Shocker. And then they bounced back up in the other direction and they bantered back and forth for the remainder of the day. But they certainly provided way more than the minimum required base hit. Nice trade. You take what Mrs. Market provides each and every day. We don't know which ones are going to give us that all-day rocket ride, that quick rocket ride, which ones are going to give a base hit, which ones are going to give a double. We have to trade them systematically. That's what Jordan teaches in the room. That's what I teach by taking profit at that magic number, that base hit number. And from there, we can turn them into what's called a risk-free, emotionless trade. What's going on over in Camp IWM? What did they do? They ran into the convergence of moving averages, and they were rejected. It's a pullback from the moving averages. It's not a rejection of the market. It's not a failure. It's not a resumption of the downtrend just yet. Let's check out what else they did or what they didn't do. Is there any unfinished business? So you have a gap over here, 180.19. What's the high of today? How about 180.12? They left it open by just a few pennies. No accidents or coincidences. They could have filled the gap. They made a choice not to fill the gap. So we're gonna look at it in one of two ways. The market is either extremely weak, they couldn't get to the gap, and they're going to collapse out of nowhere, or they're going higher because the gap wasn't really the destination and it's really part and parcel to how the market works run by the trick-trap fool and frustrate crew whose job it is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. In the end, The S&P was down by a few pennies, meaning the SPY. The IWM was up by a few pennies. It's basically a nothing day after Friday's squeeze operation. So we're not going to take away. This is what's happening from the market. It's going to collapse. We're not going to take away anything in particular from what's really a flat day after a big up day. We're looking at the big picture. We'll take more cues after tomorrow. Each and every day, the market provides more information. Sometimes it's extremely valuable information, and other times we need more information to get a better sense of what the next major move is for the market. A flat day after a big up day, even though it was down a little bit in terms of the S&P, we're not going to make a federal case out of that. We're just going to let another day unfold. How about a divergence? Check out the folks down at the transportation department. So they were up over 1% today. This is my second favorite market leading indicator, but a number one canary in the coal mine. And look what they did do. They actually did run a test of the last breakdown candle high in the sequence. No accidents or coincidences. The official high of that candle, 14.208. Today's high, 14.201. Close enough. Staying above all these moving averages on the daily chart is certainly not a negative for the transports, but a positive. It means the daily chart trend has flipped back to the upside. Now, closing above one day, below the next, that's not what we're talking about. They have to sustain price above these moving averages, and the daily chart trend will be indicating that we could make another push higher. And if the transports are going to make another push higher, it's likely we're going to see all the markets together because it is essentially all the same market, not to the same magnitude each and every day, but it's all the same market. They trade together. So therefore, if the transports are going to have another leg higher, maybe this is, and remember, the canary in the coal mine, then the rest of the markets will follow suit on a continued push higher to do what? to suck in more bulls, to make them believe that the selling is over, the bear market is over, last year is over, 2023 is gonna be a bullish year, you better hop on now because everything's cheap. That's what you're gonna start hearing on TV. You know how you have the Housewives series, the Housewives of Atlanta, the Housewives of wherever, LA, New York, I'm sure they're all over the place right now. Here, this translates in the trading world To the morons of the media, whatever the market's doing on that particular day is traditionally what you're going to hear in the media as what's going to continue into tomorrow and beyond. They can't really think for themselves. I guarantee you they were uber bullish this morning and turned not so uber bullish, but yet bearish in the afternoon. I wasn't listening. I wasn't watching. I can put a quarter on it and probably win a quarter. What about the Q people? Spike the 20 period moving average on the daily chart, pull back, close below it, put in a tail candle in the middle of nowhere. We're not going to make a federal case out of that either. It's a bounce in a downtrend, nothing more, nothing less. Our point, my point to you is that there's nothing that says they can't continue to bounce for a little while longer in an effort to suck in more bulls, which will make for a better short later. Write this one down, put it on a sticky note. The Qs should really be able to get to at least 277, if nothing else. If they can't, then the market's even weaker at present than I think it is. And I think it's still a bounce and a downtrend anyway. What about the financials? Remember we were talking about the financials? They had a different chart than the rest. They weren't as bearish as everything else. And then Friday happened and everything got that relief rally type of situation. Well, what did they do? They came to the vicinity of a high of a breakdown candle. They're starting to pull back a little bit or get rejected from that point a little bit. And we also have what's called an on-time type of situation in the financials. That's something that's taught in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. Time is more important than price. And what you learn in that course is how to use time to your advantage with all the other stuff we teach, which all culminates to what's called a full stack where trades significantly lean in your favor when you have a full stack on tap. What about Smash Mouth? Nice big healthy update, but what did they actually do? They ran into the 200 period moving average, a breakdown candle high. That begins to say full stack operation. There's two things right there. And a third thing being a big fat round number of 220. What's today's high? 2072, and how about a 618 retracement? It's not to the penny, it's close enough, I just eyeballed it. And so guess what? Just from the last 15 to 20 seconds, we identified four things that qualify as a full stack. Now, had I seen this when it happened, I might've taken a short there. Breakdown candle high, big fat round number, 200 period moving average, big spike up, so they do it all in one day, and into a 618 retracement when you factor in the recent high, the recent low. They retraced 618% of that number. That's a Fibonacci retracement. That's a big deal. And by the way, kind of an on-time situation as well. We can add not a fifth one. We'll say four and a half. Tail candle, pseudo sign or signal of a trend change. All this stuff is gone over in detail. Taught in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. We had six, seven things on the SMH today. Pretty interesting stuff. By the way, if I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and very accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.